0: Welcome to the Fair Catch podcast. We're back week two, which is actually episode one because we missed an episode last week. But that means you'll get two episodes from us uh, this week. So, that,
1: guys.
0: yeah, it won't happen again unless it does. In which case, we are equally as sorry and regret it. But yeah, yeah we're uh,
1: also humans. So don't be mad.
0: That's that's very true. I'm not, you know, I'm not an alien or a robot. Uh, contrary to popular belief. Anyway, no matter what people say. We have NFL chaos going on right now. We have shakeups everywhere. Every division has their uh, has their surprises. So we're here to cover it all and what it means. Uh, we're going to cover the Bills and Titans game from uh, what was last night at the time of recording uh, and wow. just how far the Bills can uh, ride this train of dominance. We're going to talk about the AFC South and all the chaos that has been going on there because I think that that was the most... Um, what David called the worst division in the league and also yeah. has become the most uh, the most unpredictable now. Uh, we're also going to cover the quarterbacks that are on revenge chores right now. So uh, get ready for some Baker Mayfield and some Russell Wilson talk. I know y- y'all are looking forward to that. <laughs>
1: Two most interesting in the league.
0: Yes. As well as something that made me uh, more upset at the NFL than I probably ever have been. Um, so... Uh, I'm teasing that for the end that, I think that's that's a good Ooh. podcast technique Stay tuned Yeah, anyway, uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter We're having trouble with our Twitter account right now But we will get it up So uh, maybe I'll post the link to the Twitter in the description When I publish the podcast We'll see yes. But without further ado Let's get into the action
1: Tongo by Loa Blocked by Armstead, two into the end zone, caught for the touchdown! Caught for the touchdown! Waddle. Miami has taken the lead! Wow. Can you believe it, Evan? Ryan Tannehill has lost his job. Already? It's official. like Willis. Something or other. I don't even know how to say his last name. Sorry. Uh... He's a great guy. He's going to be starting, hopefully, because there's just no upside to Ryan Tannehill. They have a great running back. He's going to regress. He's old, whatever. Pretty good wide receiver room. They had some injuries to the defense, whatever. And on paper, they are still a good team, and they're still good enough to make the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill cannot be trusted. You saw that last year, despite the one seed and all the injuries he had some very bad plays and this game was no different number one defense aside it's clear that he's just not that guy so i don't really think they should be starting anymore so do it you think that the Titans part.
0: struggles do you think the Titans struggles are more to do with the bills absolutely trouncing them for those who don't know the bills absolutely demolish them a 41 to 7 on monday night so, mm-hmm. when you think, when you talk about Ryan Tannehill's struggles, uh, we saw it last year with a meltdown he had, three interceptions to lose to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, and apparently that's become a trend now, his, uh, his interception
1: uh, uh, that infatuation,
0: that I guess. His
1: habit. Yeah, sure. He's just no good. Can't be trusted. The Bills, obviously enough, had a great game. Stefan Diggs is... So far, leading the league in touchdowns for second in receiving yards. Had a crazy game last night. And the Titans defense just couldn't keep up. Their pass rush could hardly keep up. And uh, neither could the secondary. I get it. The Bills are a good team. It's very rare to see a preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl actually be that. But so far, they've they've kind of kept that uh, reputation with them.
0: Yeah, I don't think oh, I've, I, is very impressive. I don't think I've ever seen so much hype surrounding a team that has actually come true in just the most remarkable fashion. Because I, I, I expected the Bills to beat the Titans, or, or at least I knew that that was definitely, uh, you know, the going mm-hmm. opinion. But I never thought in it would be 31 to seven. That is crazy. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So, do you think that the Bills have what it takes to be a historic team that we talk about for a long time? Like the 2018 Chiefs, the 2007 Patriots, and uh, the 2017 uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm, I'm kidding on that one. but <laughs> They're a pretty good team, I
1: hear. Um, here's the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, very good QB. Uh, very I good wide so, receiver yeah. room. They have the ingredients there to be a Super Bowl contending team. If we're being honest, if it weren't for as a lot of Bills fans like to cry and whine about a coin flip, very likely it would have been Bills-Rams. And if the beginning of this season had anything to say about that, it's very clear that they would have won that game, home, home stadium aside. That's right? true, yeah. They're a very good team. Yep. The thing is, though, until they perform to the level that we, as NFL fans believe them to perform they're not going to get the respect that they truly deserve i've seen people clown all these bills players say well you don't have any rings to show for you know you're a bad franchise whatever and that's what's really sad just because you had some bad luck can actually ruin your reputation when if we're being honest they're the best team in the league i'm i'll be the 900th guy to admit it but they're the best team in the league like everyone thinks this
0: yeah Everybody had them. Everyone had them picked pick to, to win the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, I I I think that when you have a historic losing team come and uh just show up everybody, I think it catches people by surprise. Uh, like the Chiefs, definitely. the Chiefs ha- have you know historically been okay. Uh, they had Alex Smith had Pro Bowl years. Um, uh, and uh, of course they won all the you know some of the first uh, Super Bowls. Uh, so when you got that. Uh, you know, it's much easier for hype to surround, but when you've got, uh, you know, the nineties with Jim Kelly four straight, you don't win anything. It's really hard to bounce back. So yeah, Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about the bills a little bit. Uh, we'll keep tabs on them. They're one of the most interesting teams in the league right now. Uh, but let's move on to the AFC South right now. The Jaguars are winning. They're winning. They are one and one right now. Uh, followed by the. Here, dang it. Uh. Yeah, right here. They're followed by the Texans, who are followed by the Colts, and then the Titans, who are 0 2. 0 2. I don't understand how this is such fall
1: from grace. Can, Can you can you begin
0: to make sense of what's happening here, David?
1: Well, looking at the schedule of the Jaguars and their history with the Colts, specifically in Jacksonville, I don't really believe in the idea of a curse or some kind of trend being there and there's some sort of superstition around it but when you're 6-0 and for the past six years against a team in your home stadium you have to start thinking okay maybe we're doing something right and if there's one team that you want to beat consistently it's a division rival right yeah. so all props to the Jags for that however despite Trevor Lawrence's great game right great game I feel like we should give a lot more credit to the fact that Matt Ryan was passing it, Jonathan Taylor was not running it, and Frank Reich is a very interesting head coach. We'll talk about another head coach who I think is very bizarre in a minute, but I think in terms of AFC South, he is the worst, and if it weren't for, uh, again, a certain head coach that we'll get to in a minute, Cough Cough Broncos, he would be the worst in the AFC. There's almost no contender Because with how he's played and the play calls he's made, it's so bizarre. He makes Matt Ryan look like a careless fool with the ball, when in actuality he's pretty smart. He doesn't make a lot of bad throws. And if they are picked off, a lot of them have been from drops. Maybe it's just because they're not gelling well with teammates yet, but with, from what I know about Matt Ryan, I don't know if I'm ready to believe that so quick.
0: Well, we have to keep in mind that the Colts were without Michael Pittman Jr., which is their number one uh, wide true. receiver, and he is very consistent. Uh, Matt Ryan made sure in week one to get him the ball early, get him the ball often. I uh, I reaped the benefits of that in my fantasy football game, so I, I was, I'm very aware yeah. of the Colts' receiving situation. Uh, but yeah, so you think that Frank Reich uh, might be the worst? I don't think so. Uh, second. The, the second worst. Second. <laughs> I don't think that... I don't. I not. I don't buy Lovey Smith. on um, the Texans. Like, I don't even think Frank Reich's the worst in his division. Just going, Frank just going Frank's off of historical.
1: So like, Frank, Lovey Frank's Smith done something, has done some. I mean, so is Lovey Smith, though. He took the Bears to a Super Bowl. He was their uh, head coach back in the day. Yeah, I, I agree with Rex you. Obviously, Smith, the so. Texans. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the Texans are uh, not exactly the best team in the league by any means. Just going from. Lovey Smith's, you know history. I gave him the nod here. I maybe it's a bit brash to claim that he's the worst, but with how the Colts have played, getting shut out by the Jaguars? Losing, sure. Shut out? Come on, you have the in my opinion, the best yeah. running back in the league. A pretty good QB, no longer what he used to be. Still smart enough to not throw three interceptions. Michael Piven's a huge loss. But to lose in this fashion is almost embarrassing, and I cannot believe that. Even though I thought they were going to win the division, now will they even get second? We'll have to see. It's crazy. Week two, week two hype. You know, week one hype. Even it's way too early to make to say all my predictions going to be dead wrong. But this is not how you want to start. Not at all.
0: I think and a the, lot of it will 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 come out in the wash of the season but I do think that the Jaguars are going to be better than I think we uh we expected. I think oh, that yeah. the Colts man right now I might pick the Jags over the Colts in the division uh at least for them to make the playoffs over the Colts. Uh mm. I I think that uh with especially with the running back tandem that that the Jaguars have with uh James Robinson, Robinson and, and uh, Travis Yep. Travis Etienne they they work very well together and i think that doug peterson's gonna uh done a good job at uh getting them involved in the game unlike frank reich uh has with jonathan taylor which is really inexplicable to me
1: really bizarre you
0: can explain a lot of the uh a lot of the losses this week in the nfl to questionable coaching decisions questionable coaching, which we're yep. about to get to right now
1: whoa hey must be too hasty here we need to talk about two things with the jaguars okay Okay. Here's, here's what. Let's rewind in time a little bit here. Yep. When the Jaguars had the 27th and first overall picks, they took Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker, respectively. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, two, two linebackers, like two like front seven, right? Yep. Okay, they already have really good front seven. I don't know why they would do that. Like, sure, Trayvon Walker's obviously a, a project who's turned out to be really good so far, but I don't know if I would have done that. I've been proven wrong with my initial thing. my Prediction, rather. Because, so far, Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker have looked like absolute animals out there. And it's crazy to see. Devin Lloyd had an interception. Uh, Trayvon Walker's been doing great with interception, multiple sacks. He's doing great so far, and I and it's just bizarre because you would never really think that they would make those picks, but they did and they ended up paying off. Yeah. And I really think that they played a big role in that win against the Colts. That Trayvon that Walker pick has
0: been really great. Um, I think that the Jaguars play one of the better zone defenses uh, in the league right now. Uh, mm. they, they're able to do that because they have that strong front seven, like you've talked about. So yeah, uh, Doug peterson Impressive. done a real great job with that team uh turning it around after the disaster of the urban meyer era
1: yeah that's always nice to see
0: yep so now. on the topic of head coaches let's move on david can you brief us in the two quarterbacks that have changed teams over the offseason
1: in one corner in one of the most loaded divisions in NFL history. <laughs> the Denver Broncos' brand new starting quarterback, Russell Wilson.
0: He actually lost, so you can
1: stop that. Ooh, he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> and in the other corner, he's on the Panthers. He's not as good. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He's better what than Sam Donald, know? though. There
0: you go. He's better than Cam Newton and Sam Darnold at this point. So yeah, basically. So yeah, Russell Wilson. Well, I guess we can start with him. Uh, He and Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett looking like a bum. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson have uh, limped uh, through a 17 to 16 loss to the Seattle Seahawks in their opening, uh, their opening game, their opening uh, revenge game, uh, in which Nathaniel Hackett decided to go uh with Ben McManus. I'm thinking it's Ben, but I'm pretty sure on fourth and six from the 64 yard line, I'd rather have Russell Wilson than uh ben They weren't McManus. even in
1: Mile High Stadium is the thing. They were in Seattle. At first I was like, yep. wait, is this Mile High Stadium? No, they were in Seattle. It was such a bizarre choice.
0: It it, it um, is it is a bizarre choice. But you, you could almost rationalize it. Uh, even even the clock management, um, they 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 let the clock ran down uh, about twenty five seconds, uh, and and took off a ton of the final minute of the game before they kicked that field goal uh, to you know lose the game for them. But I I'm not really gonna punish them for it because if they were running the clock down, uh, it would make sense that if they were gonna kick the field goal to begin with, you would probably want the clock to be as little have as little time as possible before you could you know, absolutely had to uh, kick the ball because that gives the other team a chance to go down and score again. Uh, and because it was a one-point game, that that makes, you know, I'm not very confident in Geno Smith, but he, te- he theoretically could have gone down uh, and, you know, done a Patrick Mahomes final seconds of the game, run down and, you know, score. But uh, I'm not going to beat him up for that. What I will beat him up for is uh, the win against the Texans. I think this win was worse than the loss to the Seahawks. Uh week 2, they 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 scored again 16 points. They have not scored more than 16 points in a Russell Wilson led offense. The same offense that people said he was going to cook and and I hate I hate that 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 slogan. It's it's horrible. <laughs>
1: Let Russ cook. Yeah, it's horrible. We're making scrambled eggs.
0: Well, right now he's uh marinating uh, instead of cooking so basically he has mismanaged his wide receivers uh and nathaniel hackett looks way over his skis uh, in the final minutes of the game you had Hackett um brought out the uh field goal unit uh i think it was on their 49
1: I think. something um, along those lines
0: uh like a for, for a like a 49 50 something yard field goal uh, a lot less than the 64-yarder that they attempted in week uh, in week one. So they they did that, and then they um, took a delay of game because they took too long to set. Uh, and then they went back, and it, and and it was a five-yard penalty. You know, it it sucks for a field goal, but it was also from like the it was a, like a 54-yard field goal at that point. So 10 yards shorter than what they attempted the week before. And then they went and punted the ball. apparently they don't want to kick those field goals anymore so uh apparently nathaniel hackett doesn't trust uh ben mcmanus even in mile high because that game was in mile high stadium that's the funniest part uh i think that a lot of this uh, a lot of russell wilson's struggles have been because nathaniel hackett has no idea what he's doing and russell wilson right now is trying to be a corporate man and just kind of go with the flow Uh, Go with, you know, what the team is uh, giving him, because if I think if I think Russell Wilson really took over uh, in this uh, offense, I think he could do something good. But he's just kind of passively letting Nathaniel Hackett lead, which is weird because he talked about this being a player led offense uh, in the uh, offseason, which is really unorthodox for a QB to do. So now to see this. It really is a bad reflection on both of them, because Russell Wilson's obviously too passive. If he's not being too passive and he is very involved, then Russell Wilson is very overrated.
1: Then he's uh, not making the right choices. Yeah. Yet.
0: Pete Carroll apparently had much bigger of a role in Russell's success than uh, Nathaniel Hackett did. Because I don't. In the event that
1: he's the one who's calling the shots here. Yes. Yes. I think this is obvious to you and me. I'll still mention it anyway for our wonderful listeners. Nathaniel Hackett, former OC. The Green Bay Packers, had a top three QB in the league, in my opinion, and the MVP of last season, along with a back-to-back MVP, I should say, along with the number one wide receiver in the league. He's making Derek Carr look good, Devontae Adams. That's how good he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He had that. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is just like, I know what I'm doing here. I'm a good, I'm a Hall of Fame QB. Devontae Adams can run a route. Sure, let's go for it. Randall Cobb's a veteran. Uh, Aaron Jones run the ball. He has a running back coach. Whatever. I feel like he had such great offensive power in his time in Green Bay that more likely than not, it was Matt Lafleur being the actual, you know, play caller, the one who knows what he's doing, and not him. But That's, the Broncos, yeah. none the wiser. saw Nathaniel Hackett said, "All right, let's pick him up. Brand new, very talented." Air quotes, talented offensive mind for a very talented quarterback. Great, mm, not so great so far. This has been disappointment, and I really think there's nowhere to go but up with this Russell Wilson era if they truly want to make it work.
0: I definitely think it'll get better as time goes on. I think that there will be some, uh, there will be the straw that breaks the camel's back with the, with Nathaniel Hackett because right now, uh, you know, we're still kind of giving him some grace. Uh, he's handled the press conferences really well it's against the
1: Texans and the Seahawks. I mean, yeah, fan. he
0: said
1: That's the right things Eric's though. Mean.
0: He said the right things with a loss. So I, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. we still have to see. Uh, I don't think he's on the hot seat yet Um, because they did get a win. They're one and one right now. Right now they are uh, third place in the division, which is fine with the, how loaded it is. I think that you can kind of just be down there as long as you're not in last place. Uh, I think that the Broncos will be okay. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett will survive Um, but I also think that you're right that uh, this is how the NFL operates coordinators get picked up as head coaches half of them don't work and they get sent back to be coordinators and then they go back to be head coaches and they probably don't work we see it with um, uh, Josh McDaniels uh, he went to actually coach in Denver back in 2009, and he was atrocious. So he went back to the Patriots as their offensive coordinator, and now he just left to become the head coach of the Raiders. So we'll see how, how he works, but uh, when, once an offensive coordinator fails uh, at being a head coach, I have serious doubts, because a lot of times it's about leadership, uh, and other times it's about what you did under, under somebody. Like what like what you said, Matt LaFleur was probably the main uh, play caller and mastermind behind the uh, Green Bay offense at that point. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my take on the Denver Broncos right now. On to another team that has a quarterback that's kind of disgruntled, that's kind of... Kinda,
1: you he know, wears a headband.
0: That's true. He he ha, he, he grew a man shoe at one point. Kind of. You know, <laughs> Wait. You know, Wait. What? Wait, you didn't know that? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta see this. Okay, okay. You looked that <laughs> up. I'm i gonna brief. I know he had like the a guy. like yeah. the
1: crazy stash, but Yeah. man yeah. shoe.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna brief. I'm gonna brief everybody while you look that up. So Baker Mayfield in time with in his time with, <laughs> <laughs> his time with Carolina. Lost to the Cleveland Browns in their revenge opener, twenty-four to twenty-six, and then they lost sixteen to nineteen to the freaking Shout New York Giants. My
1: New York football.
0: Giants. My my hated, my my hated team, the team that I probably <laughs> disliked the most out of everything They every
1: stole, team. they stole it from. I,
0: I had to watch as just those my life was sucked from from my body, and it was just like. All of it went into, like, it, it, it tried to escape the room, honestly. That was <laughs> the worst day of your life. It was, it was horrible. Um, so, yeah, I to make this kind of short, um, it, it, Baker Mayfield has not played well. Um, he has the most footballs batted at the line of scrimmage of any player since he entered the league. I don't know why that is, but it seems like every other play he's having the ball smacked down by his receivers um, uh, by, by, the, by the line so they can't get to the, to the receivers. Uh, his offensive line's not giving him any time to throw at all. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the league right now, when he's healthy, which he is, he's not being utilized whatsoever. He is open. He's sitting there in the flats. And Baker Mayfield is trained on Rashard Higgins and Robbie Anderson uh not even (laughs) targeting Anderson
1: hates him yeah that's the thing
0: Robbie Anderson did uh, he sent out a tweet during the offseason when there were rumors that he was going to go to Carolina saying no we don't want you we
1: don't want that fool
0: and so he's not looking to his top target which should be DJ Moore by far the most talented receiver on that team and Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey who should be targeted in the passing offense because he's the probably the best receiving running back in the entire league when they gave him the ball in week in uh, the fourth quarter of week one, he just wrecked the Browns defense. He charged through. He Christian McCaffrey led them on a final drive, where they kicked the field goal, uh, and they and they uh, they did their uh, part and got the lead. Yeah, they got it. So when you see that, and then you see the other parts of the game where Baker Mayfield just completely doesn't do anything. Uh, with him at all, uh, I think it reflects number one Baker Mayfield because obviously he cannot read the offense right right now, which is uh, I mean it's the first couple of weeks. But also Matt Rule, what are you doing, you fool? You yeah, he, he's from Matt fool. He's from New York. He was the freaking uh, was wasn't he from New York or was he from college? I forget. He he's done some work there before. Uh, So maybe it's just, you know, the cancer is spreading. But uh, he doesn't know how to call plays. Uh, He also doesn't know how to coach an offensive line or hire good offensive line coaches. Uh, Baker Mayfield was brought in to bail him out. Final push to save his, his spot as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers.
1: He almost did. It's a crazy thing. But there was a pretty questionable call on Brian Burns about a roughing the passer which at this day and age in the league they're going to protect the quarterback yeah. right like the referees will do that I
0: regardless accept the of the refs if it's calls. or not i accept the refs calls unfortunately baker mayfield didn't play good enough to win he doesn't deserve to win he deserves to be 0 to unfortunately i could i wish i could yeah. say different but it's just been horrible uh the second week was even more inexplicable uh the giant's Shout defense uh, well the thing is Saquon wasn't even good in week two he was great in, week, in week one two,
1: that's fair yeah
0: he was vintage in week one he was fantastic I think he ran for like a touchdown or two touchdowns he uh, touchdown, really,
1: uh, got the two-point that
0: one uh, I the had game. a two-pointer that's right yeah so he had a you know an amazing game and then, and then he just wasn't used at all in week two just like Christian McCaffrey except that for some reason. Daniel Jones outplayed Baker Mayfield in the short passing game, which won them the game uh, along with the Giants defense, which was also missing uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. So I don't understand why they outplayed the Panthers defense, but they did. Uh, It's getting to be to the point where everything that Baker Mayfield does is harder than it should be. Every game that I've watched him, it seems like he's, you know, if they win, it's despite him or because he's just uh you know average enough uh and he's kind of just let his running backs carry him i don't get it uh but you see some some flashes of like what he could be but he just never Mm -hmm. does anything in big time that makes me believe oh yeah this guy can absolutely lead this team i don't know i don't even know if he's a franchise quarterback at this point uh the panthers are trash Baker Mayfield is looking like trash. I don't think he's actually trash yet, but uh, if he keeps trending this way, I see him as a career backup, which is very sad for myself, uh, my family, uh, and the general state of our finances after spending so much money on Browns gear uh, and Baker Mayfield (laughs) jerseys. So, yeah. That's what's going on with... uh, with Carolina. You want to add anything to that?
1: Uh, I really do think that um, their recent drafts have also hurt them a lot. First round pick of last year, J.C. Horn, uh, quarterback, I believe. Cornerback or safety? He's a defensive back. That's what matters. Uh, very early last season, injured, out for the rest of the season. That happens, right? Sometimes you got to deal with it. Whatever. He's a good prospect. In these last two games, though, when he's, you know, back to full strength, back to play, he really hasn't looked like a first-round pick. And in my opinion, Ikem Ikwanu was not the correct pick. I believe that should have gone to uh, Evan Neal. However, he fell one one draft pick later to the uh, Giants. Whatever, right? He still hasn't really played like a sixth overall pick, and I really feel like that's hurt them, because if they've just made a little bit wiser choices defensively or offensively, right? They need yeah. to work anywhere. Literally anything would help that team be better.
0: Take any position besides running back.
1: Yeah, and they're, and they're getting somewhere to being, you know, a football team, exactly. a professional football team. J.C.
0: Horn's, Horn's biggest play was simply him missing a tackle and Saquon Barkley going on his largest run of the day, mm-hmm. which is very and sad. That's
1: uh, not what you want your biggest play to be
0: definitely that's for sure yeah, I don't I don't understand but yeah that's that's what's going on I'm I'm in the throes of depression right now Doing great for us <laughs> all right we're gonna take a short break we'll be back after this
1: Murray stepping up gonna run for it gonna make the end zone for the touchdown from seven yards out for the two points in the tie, Murray Directing traffic to the end zone. Diving! And the catch is made! (laughs) A.J. Green! Whoa! Second and ten, quick pass outside, and that is complete. That is Moreau, and Moreau fighting for yardage. The ball is loose again! Uh Picked up by the Cardinals! This is Byron Murphy to the end zone for the touchdown and the win!
0: It's time to play! First team, all way too early, but they're looking good. David, with mm. your
1: nominations. These are the best players of the year so far. Honestly, I think they should just hand them the MVP now. They all share it. Mm. For your quarterback, you have a veteran, former Super Bowl MVP, Ooh. and objectively the best player to ever have an interception dropped by a Denver Bronco, Joe Flacco. Oh my gosh. Yay! was looking over for the Jets. The Browns are going to win again. America was going to be cursed by a franchise that employs a criminal. Two of them even. <laughs> but alas. Joe Flacco said, not in my America. Not in my New York, even though it's New Jersey. Even though it was a Cleveland home game. And he bawled out. Garrett Wilson said, he'd throw it to me. And he did? <laughs> Who thinks of this? The NFL script writers have done it again. For your running back, this one might, uh, Let's ruffle see some Let's feathers, see Let's but... Saquon? Wow. Yeah, oh, one of the best Giants running backs. Nope. We appear to have a heckler in the audience. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but Saquon's looking so good right now. In the balcony? After... After the uh, second game, after his amazing game, he said, My ACL feels a little torn, but I think I'll be fine. (laughs) And this just shows what a durable, hardworking player he is. guy. I don't know how high his motor is. I don't know if he's got a lot of grit, you know. Lunch pail. I'm not sure. But one thing's for certain. He can ball and stay healthy. Definitely. (sighs) And probably the best player of them all. Hmm. I know we just dissed the Browns, but I've got to mention it. Cade York.
0: Oh my gosh. You're really punching me. You take a kicker
1: in the fourth round, you know he's got to be good. The Browns? like, Yeah, this guy's good. That's why we're taking him in the fourth round. What's a reach? But it turns out that he's actually really good. He's made, made a bunch kick. of short field goals, <laughs> and that's it. That means his percentage is 100%. <laughs> Justin Tucker, who? NFL moment of the year? Um, Give me Katie York, please. Oh,
0: come on. People attempt those all the time. Justin Tucker's 66. Ben McMahon yeah. <laughs> is just attempted a 64. What are my, you even doing?
1: My paraplegic grandma could make that kick, okay? Come on. The only reason on. there aren't more kickers because they all fell asleep during tryouts. Because it was such a boring job. Who
0: wants to kick? But not Cade York! That's true. Cade
1: York knows the grit, He's committed. the skill, the grind that it takes to be a kicker, and I applaud him for that. And that is your team. Way too early, first team. Weak team of the week. Thank Take you. it away!
0: Alrighty. After that amazing... Uh, presentation by David. I want to get to one topic that really grinds my gears, okay? This is a problem I've had with the NFL for about all of time. You know, you've got so many games going on. You've got 16 games a week. But you ever noticed how you can only get two games on local television? I think that's a sham, Okay. Now, it made sense back in, you know, the 80s and 90s. You didn't have all the cable channels you do now. But now you've got freaking 3,000 of them. Literally, we pay for actually 2,000 channels. It's insane. Can you put them all on TV? But regardless, regardless, we we were somewhat satisfied with what we had been uh, given for the past about four years. You see, you had your cable packages, right? Your basic cable package. Came with two games. Came with a local game uh, with your local NFL team. And a primetime game that the NFL kind of brainwashes you with. So they'll give you, like, the Patriots and Steelers for uh, the week for some reason. So you've got that. Yeah. Then you got the freaking... Jones! We got to watch Jacksonville, which is great. Uh, Shout out T-Law. Uh-huh. So great NFL content uh, there. But you could also watch it for free on your mobile device. And that made it very easy to recommend the NFL to all my friends that wanted to get into it, but didn't want to pay for uh, uh, that, that that shall not be named uh, the, the dreaded package that I Ooh. hate so much that I we'll will talk get about into. It. So, yeah, uh, there was this big marketing push about two years ago that was like, hey, You get free football on your phone with the Yahoo Sports app and the NFL app. And it was great. You just tune in, um, you know, make sure you were in the U.S., obviously. And you could watch all the games for free. It was fantastic. Uh, I'm sure it didn't cost the NFL much money. uh, Brought new people into the sport. It was also good because I don't live in my own house. I live in a house with other people. And if I need to watch a different game, then I can watch a different game on my phone. 'Cause we already pay for cable. It's great. But then this year strikes. And it comes out of nowhere. Okay? There are rumors there are rumors that there was a new package in the works, and I thought it would be great, right? Um I guess I should go over how the other packages work, right? Uh used to work. So you get NFL Game Pass, okay? Now uh contrary to what you might think, NFL Game Pass NFL Game Pass does not does not actually give you a pass to all of the games. Okay, that that that, that's a lie. Okay, it it gives you preseason games and game replays. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay, so the NFL is like, we got to add more value to this $100 a year package that we sell. So let's go ahead and take those free games and roll them into the Game Pass package. Let's call it disney plus i mean nfl plus okay so, espn plus uh, yeah uh, that's Ulu another plus, thing plus plus <laughs> plus 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 live sports or something yeah Baker. all the pluses all the pluses so call it nfl plus right you've got mm. it, 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 it it's 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 advertised as the ultimate option okay which is you know it, it's great it's got whatever uh it runs the exact same way in fact i've actually in my experience, it runs worse than the free option that they used to have. It, the interface is worse. Um, but again, they, they have it and you know you can pay. It's, it's pretty affordable now. It's like five bucks a month, which is fine. It's cool. You get TV on your phone. Uh, I just wish they'd given the people that had been used to that some heads up. Maybe like, hey, if you had an NFL account, you can just get that for free for one year and then you have to pay. That would be great. That would be a nice little, little nod, right? But here's the thing. It's advertised as the way uh, you watch games. There's a whole stupid slogan that's like, this is how you football. And it's, it's repeated to you 20 times throughout the course of a game, right? But they still only have the one game on one, at 1 o'clock that you could watch locally. And then the one primetime game. And then you get like Sunday night and Monday night and, and Thursday night. And that's, that's it. And, which is so dumb. Because you know what you actually have to pay for? You know what the actual meat of the whole thing is? It's a thing called NFL Sunday Ticket. Okay? Ugh. This thing... Uh, Can't it, stand it. I have never seen something this bad besides pay-per-view. Okay? This is probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It is... Sunday Ticket is a cable... Thing you get with uh direct tv which is actually not cable it's satellite but whatever sunday ticket is a, a cable thing uh you get for approximately uh, here i looked it up uh sunday t- is 250 dollars per year approximately if you want the big package it's a 100 bucks per month you get pretty much everything plus you get nfl plus for an extra 50 dollars which is still terrible So you're paying out your nose, right? Uh, And if you have it, it's football heaven. You get everything Uh, besides, you know, the live and local uh, primetime games, which you still have to pay NFL Plus to get. But regardless, you're paying 200 bucks (laughs) to get, uh, you know, uh, about 10 exclusive NFL games, which is, you know, that would be fine if the interface was anything less than atrocious. The NFL Sunday Ticket app has been down for the past two weeks. We need the app to work 18 days, 18 days a year on Sunday. That's the only time it's useful, and that's the time it's down. I could not watch my games. I had to go back and watch them using NFL Plus which I also pay for, to watch the thing that my family pays $260 for. And it's the reason why my friends can't watch NFL games with me because they don't want to pay that much. I, I don't think we even can pay that much. We're, I mean, we're, we live in our parents' house. We're, what are we going to do? We're high schoolers. Yeah. So. We got no money. Yeah,
1: exactly. Come on.
0: So we. we, we <laughs> NFL Sunday ticket. Guys. NFL Sunday ticket is down. And uh, even if it is up, that's the times it's up. It looks like it's from 2015 because you know what? It is from 2015. The app has not been updated since that time. The only thing that they do is change the logo of Washington whenever they have a new logo and name for the past like 20,000 years. They've been changing their freaking look. That's the only thing they do. And they've actually been behind on that, too. There was a point at which they had the old Redskins logo Uh, When it was just the Washington football team. And it took them a while to change that. DirecTV mismanages the most expensive football package you could possibly pay for. I don't get it. You get so much content there. But you just don't have, you know, very basic primetime games. It's down all the time. And it's so expensive for no reason at all. So that's... That's scary. Yeah. I feel bad for uh you know anybody who has to rely on their phone to watch sunday ticket because otherwise you have to pay for a gigantic nfl uh direct tv package um like you have to do that regardless whether you actually have able or not in order to get the games which is even more of a ripoff so anybody who has to watch on their phone i feel bad for them because they got to miss every single game that was on sunday ticket And if you didn't have Sunday Ticket, you have to have NFL Plus, which wasn't the case because you could have just watched the free games on your phone that they'd give out and then you could watch every game on your phone. But now you can't. You have to have both. I'm done. Thank you all for
1: listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like Sunday Ticket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you even have it?
1: um no but i've seen so many people complain and talk about how it doesn't work and how they need to fix it so even though i can't offer my own personal opinion it is very clear to me that something needs to be done in order to improve the overall quality of life for nfl fans
0: the only thing that will change it is if direct tv gets their grubby fingers off of the nfl which will hopefully happen with the new contract restructuring that's happening in the next three years
1: Just get NFL Plus, man.
0: Honestly, that's probably the best value at this point, which is sad because we used to get it for free. That's the thing that really bothers me. Nobody talks about the fact that we could have gotten these games for free just last year. We're just, they completely whitewashed it. Like this is something completely new that you're getting value for when you're really not. You're paying for something that you used to get for free in a time that you're paying more because of inflation. Everything's going up. The one thing that you could get for free on your phone is gone now. That makes me upset. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Fair Catch
1: Podcast. David, do you have anything else to say? Make sure you tune in next time where I destroy PFF using facts and logic.
0: And Chris Collinsworth.
1: Oh, wow, I hate that guy. Mm. All
0: right. Thanks, guys. You can follow us on Twitter at wherever that is at this moment in time. Uh, I'm Evan Wilson. This is David. I am Dave. Do you want to go by Dave now? Big Dave. Big Dave. All right. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Expect a new episode this week.